Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another uh, episode of Fox Wine and Witchcraft. It's been a minute since right. we put anything out. We've been busy. I know, it's true. I, <laughs> but we, we have the lovely Miss Holly back with us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and you are bringing the knowledge of? So um, the series has been circled around the Celtic turn of the wheel and the, all of the, the Sabbaths that are... Um, associated with the turning of the will from really a Celtic perspective, but it does apply to, um, you know, other pagan traditions as well. I, I know that Wiccans uh, also celebrate the tradition. So, um, but of course we are looking forward to our Samhain event. Um, and this is of course, uh, I don't know about all y'all witches out there, but it is one of my favorite times of year. So I feel, it, I just feel like myself, and I've been I've been really looking forward to this um, through the hot months because it's not my cup of tea for sure. But uh, we will be, of course, um, celebrating Sawanan. Uh, it really starts the eve of um, October 30th, and it is the Sawan is the last of the um, the final harvest festival where. Um, we, of course, um, celebrated Lunasa and Mabon. And this is really the time of the year where the final harvest was taken in, in the Celtic world. And um, I think that part of the reason that it has such gory connotations and ended up being the, you know, the beginnings of Halloween is because of it was the slaughtering time of the animals. So it was the harvesting of the animals, literally. And so all of the Celtic world, these indigenous people knew that if they did not do this, that they wouldn't survive. And so it was a time of salting meat. And of course, the, you know, the time, the, it was, the darkness was upon them. They knew that it was time, that it was coming, that they, you know, they had to, to um, get this in. But it was also a time of ending, really end and beginnings. So of course, for modern witches it is considered to be the first it's basically the new year for us and a lot of the traditions and so historically um you know this was a time where again all of the really are all of the harvest festivals are paying homage to the ancestors paying homage to the the guides and spirits that really um helped them maybon of course you know was the fruit festival and they really used the the poppets, et cetera. They made um, poppets from the grain to as part of the appreciation for the spirit because they believed the spirit was in the grain itself. And after they harvested it, they wanted to make sure that it was honored, that the goddess was honored, and that um, they would take these poppets into their homes. And then in the spring, they would actually till them into the into the fields to reignite that spirit back into their world, but they, just like indigenous, I think American Indians, there was a, there was an honoring of what was given a gratefulness throughout the whole, um, you know, all of these harvest festivals. And I think it's something that kind of migrated to this country too, with, you know, as the Celts migrated, they brought with them Halloween and trick-or-treating. So in Gaelic, uh, Samhain actually means summer's end. And of course it's located <clears throat> excuse me, halfway between an equinox and a solstice. So it really is sort of like one of those four cross-border festivals. And it was one of the most important festivals in the Celtic world. 
um, a time of thankfulness and harvesting, but it was also a time when they really did believe that the veil was thinning as the darkness, as we've descended into darkness, it was a time of realizing that there is always light in that darkness, but that that darkness is part of life as well, just like death is part of life. And so this was a time, of course, when um, they believed that the veil was thinner um, at this at this time of year and that their ancestors uh, could travel over and and they would would be able to communicate with ancestors, etc. Thus, the idea of dumb supper is really a Celtic tradition. At the end of the harvest, they would put out their hearth fires and across the you know entire community. And then uh, Druids uh, would re, um, it's a fire festival, so they would make a giant bonfire, of course. Celts love their fire and, and booze. And, and you know, I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> you know, accurate. But they would, um, they would basically take, um, they would take the animals around the fire um, before harvest, et cetera. And they would also then, after they would celebrate, they would, um, you know, slaughter and salt the meat. They would, of course, have a giant celebration, as they do. Um, uh, the, the cauldron would be um, filled with uh, wine or mead, and people would really come together as a community, as, as they did in all of these festivals, really. They came together as a, as a sort of symbolic family. That, the, that you couldn't survive individually. And that was just an obvious thing. I mean, it does really take a community. And so the, you know, the winters could be very harsh and they knew that they needed to really be thankful to the skills that they had learned from ancestors, to the gods and goddesses who had, um, you know, really kept their spirits through and given and provided, um, you know, the growth both really, I think, you know, we can see that as a symbol for our own spirituality and growth. You know, we're disconnected from that indigenous roots. But at the same time, I think these are times when it's especially important to reconnect in that way. Because I, um, you know, I think that they they honored their ancestors because they knew without them, obviously, it's a it's a connection both culturally, but also, you know, these these are the people that. T- taught you the stories, the survival, the history, the everything. And so the t- when the veil thinned, they, of course, believed that the ancestors could come. They would have dumb suppers where basically um, they would set out as part of this uh, celebration. Uh, they would have a meal that was completely in silence and they would set out um, drink as well, you know, um, for family members who had crossed over at that time, of course, they didn't have pictures, but the intention the manifestation was still there. They would put candles in their, in their windows. And the beginnings of trick-or-treating, of course, are wonderful and marvelous. Um, So they didn't have pumpkins there. It was turnips. It was turnips. Those things were frightening and amazing i have so they used beets and turnips and what rutabagas so in the celtic world they're bigger than ours are traditionally in in america so they looked like just these gruesome like 
They basically look like shrunken heads. And of course, the Celts took heads on the battlefield because they believed that your, you know, spirit was kind of, um, your soul was within your head. And they literally connect, you know, they, so they had these to scare away, of course, any benevolent spirits that might come over to visit as well. And they would fill, they would fill the um, turnips, potholes, and they would carry them. And so the ch and children would, uh, it later evolves and children would um, dress in costumes sometimes in, in sort of like um, sort of animal, they, you know, take up uh, transformation of like sort of an animal, that sort of thing. But they would go to people's houses and they would, they, at one point um, they were called mummers. So they would also, just like you have Christmas caroling or, you know, Yule car caroling. They also had mumming, which they would go and they would sing certain, they would sing certain songs or they would get asked for a treat and they would, and eventually they were given soul cakes, which are kind of like um, fluffy cookies with raisins and whatnot in them. You had me until you said raisins. Yes. Well, <laughs> you can put different things in them. It's all good. But they would then receive um, a present for this and mm -hmm. and so this is how halloween and trick-or-treating began and so there were stories of jack who of course was uh you know of kind of a frightening character and he was kind of banned and he wandered around aimlessly and you might see him um as a spirit with kind of glowing uh and so there were all these you know wonderful folklore uh stories about about that but that's really where, so they, the Celts, you know, Irish and Scottish peoples brought it to America. And that's really how Halloween um, took a hold. The, um, the Dumb Supper, I think, is quite fascinating. Um, you know, we all, most of us love Halloween. And it, it, there's a, a spirit of sort of impishness and joy and, you know, all of this kind of thing. But there's also, to some degree, um, when I think of the Dumb Supper, I know for me personally, um, it's sort of a somber but joyful time. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, you know, I have a friend who passed and I always uh, veil a chair for her and, and she loved vodka. So I set her out some vodka and um, I have, of course, pictures, but um, it's, it's really a time of, you know, honoring all of the people that came behind us, uh, you know, before us and really um, thinking about how we are connected for good and bad, I think, you know, um, mm -hmm. with these people. Um, it's a time of definitely getting spiritually. It's a time of shadow work, I think. And I think this is something that we could probably have a, an entire class on, hint, hint. Um, but the shadow, <laughs> this is the time of shadow work, definitely. Um, it's the time of we know that we're going into physical darkness and that um, sometimes I think that the, the wheel of the year kind of reflects what's going on with us emotionally and spiritually. And I think it's a time for us to sort of confront some of the things um, you know, that no longer suit us, but also some of the ways that we react to things and, and you know, so that we can start our year with um, more insight and, and a clearer path and 
um, because really this is the beginning. This is, you know, after Samhain, um, the next celebration, of course, will be Yule. And, and already by that time, the it's the first beginnings of the return of the light. So from Halloween to Yule is really the dark time. It is, you know, that time of sort of soul searching and, and um, we all need, you know, it's a time of the Celts had bonfires throughout. They, you know, they not only lit their, their own personal hearths from that communal fire, but it really, ultimately, I think um, it's a time of realizing that we all need each other and that we, um, we will survive whatever life throws at us. We'll get through it. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's good. I'm, I'm on a path of doing some healing and, you know, some, some definite um, work with, with the darkness because, you know, we all go through things. And I think um, before we can manifest a fresh start and new beginning, it's good to take care of some of those shadows. So it's the perfect time of year to do it. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but I am looking, I'm looking forward to, of course, we'll have a celebration here coming up and then everyone's invited. Of course, uh, we, um, you know, it's a time of getting together and remembering and getting rid of things that we no longer need. I think that, you know, when I think about, like, when we talk about crystals and that sort of thing, obsidian or anything really like, um, you know, is sort of that vanishing of, you know, what, what, uh, anything that might be harmful to us. Um, labradorite, um, I think definitely, I always think of how connected with spirituality that stone is. Um, smoky quartz is another good one. Amethyst, of course, too. Uh, selenite for sort of purification. And then bloodstone as well, and mm -hmm. uh, spirits quartz, I think too for communication and and so there's a wonder a lot of really wonderful stones to uh, work with. with also, skulls in general. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. the stone. Yeah, totally. I was just about to to say that that um, skulls are often not only did the Celts take take heads, but you know, in other traditions as well. Around this time, of course, we have. Um, you know, the Day of the Dead, and we have other, like all over the world, they have these sorts of thinning of the veil kind of holidays that connect. And certainly skulls are something um, that uh, can be helpful to connecting with ancestor work, etc. And I think with spirit guides, etc. During our the celebration that we're going to have, we are most going to have soup, and we're going to have, you know, and we're going to have a little wine, and we're going to celebrate together but we're also going to you know do a little shadow work as well perhaps do some sort of meditation connect with your ancestors if you had a particularly rocky relationship with that which I certainly can relate to at least one of my cl really close relatives to sort of do a little shadow work with that and mm -hmm. and um but honor you know honor all of them the good and the good and the bad I think and um so I'm really looking forward, uh, really looking forward to um, the time. And um, I really encourage all of you guys to, you know, come into the shop. Definitely. We have tons of uh, crystals and herbs and um, just 
candles, all of every, all and everything that we need to kind of celebrate this time of the year and also community. And, you know, everyone's welcome to the event. It's happening on the 30th after the psychic fair, which is um, earlier that day. Yeah. Right. Um, so if somebody is creating their own altar, right. Where's the best place in the home to put it? Probably not the bedroom. Yeah. I, I, you know, I tend to put it, you know, I have my altar, I have a few altars, but um, I have a more private one, but like for something like this, I literally have my, like part of my dining room is, it has become an altar area because the friend that I talked about that was, you know, I was very close to her. She was more, she was really a spirit sister. And I have a little area off to the side that, that, you know, I have, um, I include her in these festivals because she was with me here and she is always with me in spirit. And I think that, you know, she's around and um, I think that it's a, you know, to me, it is not crazy to put it in some, an area like that where you have, you know, it, it's part of it is it's a somber time, but it's not a sad time. You know, it's a healing time. It's a, you know, it's, it's kind of acknowledging that darkness in life and, and the, you know, that you kind of need it both, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's part of it. Um, but I definitely think, you know, I have incense ones, of course, to make offerings. And one of, I think Wormwood is a really great one. Uh, Rue, I think you just got that back in the stock, which is a really good is for like remembrance, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosemary, the, uh, Wormwood is interesting because it does, you have to be careful when you burn it, that you don't burn too much inside because it can be a little, a little much. So you have to, you know, be careful of that, but <laughs> alas, you know, and um, definitely Rue is from a remembrance always, you know, it's sort of like intuitive sometimes. I think that, you know, um, you come up with an incense that may, that speaks to me. For me, I put uh, um, Irish oak moss in it. I put, you know, because it is my connection to, mm-hmm. to family and that sort of thing. And I think we all come from, you know, different, different backgrounds, but, you know, sort of make it to mm-hmm. your background and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it's also like a time of, I, I like to burn the incense and, to meditate and to um, burn intention, do manifestation work with candles. And um, like I said, skulls would be good flowers, uh, of course, traditionally, both in the Celtic and the um, Spanish and Mexican traditions and Southern American traditions, the the orange flowers are, are really important to, there's something about that life, that sun, that energy that, um, and so it's like, it's part of life. And um, those are definitely on my altar as well. And so I think that it's it's good too to like, if you are trying to do ancestor work, you know, ha- if you have something that was grandma's ring or something like that to include that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just don't forget to be joyous because they're with mm-hmm. us and they want us to be joyous. They want to be part of the party as well, I think. So you yeah, know. Your, your close loving ancestors yeah. that you knew when they were alive are not going to want you to sit right. around and be miserable. Exactly. They want you to celebrate and remember right. the good times. Exactly. Um, it would have to be a miserable person. Right. Like, I want you to cry. Right. All the time. Right. Exactly. And but, mean it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I hope that everyone has just a wonderful, you know, connect with nature, have a bonfire with your friends, drink some witch's brew and, you know, really, um, like you said, like, you know, we're all preparing for the darkness, but, um, Mm -hmm. together we can you know really find joy and and connection and new beginnings so yeah so well i hope everybody (laughs) enjoys their their dark shadow time get comfortable with it um and enjoy your your so so real quick question yes is always the debate okay what is the proper pronunciation i saw there we go yes it's Samhain. yes (laughs) it's Samhain. Yeah. Okay. I know everyone because it looks like Sam Hain, alas, but and my students are I'll never get it right, but it is indeed Samhain. Gaelic <laughs> and Celtic language, like yeah, it Samhain. never sounds like what it looks like. Occasionally, um, and depending on which which uh, version of Gaelic you are speaking, it it will come out more like it sounds like Samhain almost, but it is traditionally it's Samhain. Samhain. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. In case you were still wondering, if you're new right, and you're exactly. wondering, it's Samhain. That's how you say it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We are going to try and put these out a little more often. We've just been so busy. But um, make sure you uh, subscribe and hopefully give us a good rating. And uh, we'll catch you all back for the next episode. Bye, everyone. Have a wonderful celebration.